It's your boy, Natty Free. I want to welcome y'all back to the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do when you, when you enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 70, and I am blessed and honored to be the vessel that's been chosen to steward over this ministry called the Hecka Dangerous Podcast. Um, in society, we love round numbers, right? Like, People don't renew their vows after eight years. They renew them after 10 years, five years, whatever. You know, um, you know, stores don't celebrate seven-year anniversary being open. They celebrate their 10-year anniversaries. And so to get to a round number like 70, um, it's truly a blessing. And, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but my, my eyes start to focus on hitting that big one, that big 100 in that round number. And so um, as I reflected, I was just thinking about, just and just thanking God for how sustainable this show has been. Um, there's been so many seasons in my life that this show has endured, you know what I'm saying? Um, just the recording. Um, I think about the different things, the different um, reasons for the show, the different objectives that the show once served, the name change. Um, I think about the people I was interviewing, um, the questions I was asking, um, the way I was promoting it, everything. Everything has changed, right? And, you know, I even thought about how I record this show on my laptop. And there was a time where I took it in to get it repaired and they lost it. And I have a laptop for, I want to say, half a year. And I had to record on my phone, you know what I'm saying? And so this show has endured through so many things, you know, me moving so many locations, me just growing um, as a person, me going through so many different things, you know what I'm saying? And so the Heck of Dangerous podcast is, 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 is a model of sustainability and just God's goodness and just his commitment to me. You know, um, God's promises are always good and true. You know, um, we do a really good job of putting God's limitations on us. You know, um, the reason why we worry so much is because we're putting God, we're putting our limitations on God. When I'm worried about my finances and um, if I'll have enough, it's because I'm putting my limitations on God. Because if I if I seen God for who he truly is, I wouldn't worry about my finances because I know that he's true. I know that his promises are always good. And I know that although it may not be the way I want it to be or it may not look the way I want it to look, that he is taking care of it. You know, just because, you know, the Lord didn't drop a, a million dollar bag at my front door or he didn't or he didn't give me that raise doesn't mean that he's not taking care of it. Right. And so. um this show has, is just such a big representation of his goodness. You know, it's like we could be we we put so much of our personal limitations on God that um, it, 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 it constrains our relationship and our experience of him. Right. You know, me and my wife used to talk about this before, about like not speaking for each other. And, um, you know, and, and we talked I think we talked about projecting before where a lot of times. We're really good at, as humans at projecting ourselves onto others. You know, there's so many times where I'm talking to people and they're saying things to me that are true about them and and that they're putting it onto me now, you know. And so uh, it's just crazy how that is. And so um, his promises are just so good. He always comes through. You know, I think about, you know, um, you know, just going through the season of getting married where um, I wasn't afraid to get married. I wasn't scared. I wasn't missing nothing because God 
had already told me that he would take care of my family. He'd take care of me. And once again, maybe I wanted to look like this or look like that or happen here, happen there, you know. Um, but nonetheless, he took care of us and continues to take care of us no matter what the situation looks like, no matter how much money I have, no matter what car I'm driving, what job I have, um, what's going on in my life, what's going on in this world. He is still keeping his promise. And so um, it's just beautiful. This show just has me experiencing and reminding me of his goodness. You know what I'm saying? Like he gave me this podcast to stood over, you know, and through everything, he has kept this podcast going. You know, he didn't let anything stop this podcast. And so I'm just grateful for God's covering on um this this ministry and myself and um i just i just want to tell you if the lord has told you something he's promised you something you could bank on it you know I, I remember sitting down front row at church and mark <laughs> looking me in the eye and saying son do you know how many times the lord has failed me and I remember saying zero, and he said not once. And that man was 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 emotional, tears, you know, alligator tears, eyes watering up. And he was not once, and that's so true. Not once, you know what I'm saying? Um, well, like, like I said, maybe I wanted to go like this or happen um, like like this, but. Not once, you know, I think about how moving in with my wife and I could talk about this out loud because I'm not ashamed of my testimony, but, you know, um, two months before we got married, um, a situation came up where I didn't have a place to stay no more. Um, I was staying somewhere and they told me I had to dip <laughs> and um, I ended up moving in with my wife and, you know, we had we were, you know, very headstrong about not living with each other before marriage. And, you know, it was something that, you know, we were, we, we wanted to honor. And I remember just feeling so ashamed. Like and I was scared to tell, you know, my brother, you know, just because I was just so, I was just ashamed, you know, like that I let down the Lord and, you know, I was like, I'm not ready. You know, I still got two months to get ready. And despite Things not going the way that we planned it. You know, we, we were looking at, at getting, uh, renting a house, so on and so forth. And he still took care of us. And just because we're not in the house right now doesn't mean that there's not a house out there for us that he's preparing. You know, there's a family right now that's occupying a house that will eventually be ours. Or there's a, or, or there's a house that's being built that we're going to move into. But trusting 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 you know it's like the stuff that we worry about is so small in god's eyes right it's it's like it's like when you compare yourself to your kids like like the stuff that your kids freak out about or whatever or that they're worried about in their day-to-day -day, it's so small compared to the stuff that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis that we've overcome right and so when you're when we're stressing about money when we're stressing about um whatever it may be, um, parenthood, those are things, those are, it's serious, it's real, but we could go to him, we could go to scripture, and we can know that um, 
if you've been given the gift of, of motherhood, fatherhood, um, if you've been given the gift, whatever it is, God ain't going to just give you kids and set you out to fail. God ain't going to give you a, a wife or a husband and set you out to fail. God ain't going to give you a job and set you out to fail. You know what I'm saying? So just know that. Um, so <laughs> Holy Spirit is just running right now. But um, I had initially recorded this episode because I want to give a little short update that will lead to a bigger update down the road um, as I put the pieces together. But I just want to talk to her real quick. But before I even get to update, let me get to what I was originally going to talk about. Um, I want to talk about the power of the tongue. Um, you know, there were there were particular scriptures that I, I had books marked that I want to be able to share on this show. Um, but before I begin to that, I was talking to my wife yesterday and I had made um, breakfast for the family. And they were just talking about like, man, like we really um, love your food, blah, blah, blah. And my wife was saying something like, oh, like, you didn't know it. Like, oh, there was another thing where she was just like, no one's ever told she was fine before. And I told her no. And she was like, and, and like, when I told her that no one's ever told me that I'm fine, she looked at me like, 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 you're kidding. Like, she she looked at me like, like she asked Shaq, did he know he was tall? You know what I'm saying? Like, she was looking at me like, what do you mean? No one has ever told you you were fine. And so um, there's such a beauty in seeing people and experiencing people through God's lens. What what, what I understand is that my wife sees me through God's lens, that my wife doesn't simply see me as someone um, who's an ends to a means. She doesn't see me as whatever. And so, you know, my whole life, I've always been the person who's been the person who's been the person that can get you to the person, right? Like I've been the person that girls have been cool with because they know who I'm cool with, or I'm I'm the person that people are cool with because I got the Kings tickets, or because I know Nate Curry, or um, you know, I know Kelvin, or um, you know, I'm the one with the car, I'm the one with the apartment, I'm the one who's got the good job, you know what I'm saying? And so um People always kind of view me in that context. And a lot of people's compliments to me have been about art. They've been about, you know, other things. And so, you know, for me, it was a long time of just being, of just seeing myself as just utterly flat out, unattractive and ugly. And, you know, a big part of that is also just what you hear in the household and also just being a dark skinned black man. And just, you know, when I was growing up, how people view dark skinned people. And so, um, it's just a beautiful thing to be with someone who um, who loves you in a God-honoring way. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm not going to blame people, right? Because I played a part in that, right? Like, I played a part in, you know, making sure that I had so many, so many resources and making sure I had all these things. And it distracted people from the, the person at times, right? But... Um, it's just such a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, one thing that I've noticed more in our, in our, in our marriage is just, uh, being more verbal. Um, I think that when we first met, we would, we would text so much stuff, 10 minute text messages, uh, audio messages saying all this stuff. And, um, I think that now we're getting to a space of just that 
that um that simple acknowledgement you know and it was funny you know um because i've never i've never cooked for people before you know like when i was taught to cook it was because my dad was working or my mom would come home late so cooking for me was like a if you don't cook you're gonna die right and so um just that experience and just seeing that joy and just seeing that love was um it did it, it breathed life into me you, you know what i'm saying and so I was thinking about just how scripture, you know, always talks talks to us so much about the power of the tongue that warns us. And, you know, you see Proverbs 16, 24, um, it says, gracious words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. And so it's like, I can't fix, undo or heal everything that, that my wife is dealing with internally. And that goes the same for me. But we are so close in a such tight relationship, the highest relationship that you can have in a, in, a, in a physical sense, that we have the power to help aid that healing, right? Like, I can't heal my wife's past. My wife can't heal my past. But we can aid each other. We could be agents of, of, of positivity and, and help push that along, help... Um, help us begin to see ourselves the way God sees us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there was a, there was a song that I made with Najee. Um, um, and it's, it, I can't remember what it's called, but, uh, you know, I was talking about struggling to see myself the way the Lord sees me, how when I look in the mirror, I don't see the person that, that you guys describe or that, or that I, I don't see the person. I don't see myself the way that, 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 that God, supposedly sees us you know what i'm saying like i don't see that and i'm using supposedly you know towards me right like i'm not saying that the bible's not true anywho you know um i don't see myself that way right and so um but there are ways that us as partners um we can help that you know um i was talking to my brother paul about that you know about this you know he's he's been talking to a person and I was telling him, like, it's going to be a gradual process, but don't give up on it. Don't 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 grow cold hearted. Don't 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 um, grow cold. Don't grow um, stubborn on her. Don't give up on her. Um, you're going to tell her that she's not fat. And, and two days later, she's going to say she's fat. You're going to tell her that she's beautiful and that she's smart. And three days later, she's going to say she's dumb and that she's ugly. But you still keep loving her. You still keep pouring to her. You know what I'm saying? You you pour that that outpouring of love that Christ is pouring to you. And so, um, you know, just reading scripture and seeing um, that particular scripture, Proverbs 16, 24, gracious words are honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Sweet to the soul, healing to the bones, you know? Um, and it's not even like my wife even sending crazy to me, but just to hear that, you know, just, you know, I remember being picked on by, by people who were my elders telling me how unattractive I was, how ugly I was, how dark I was, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, to hear that, you know, is, it's just a, a whole different thing. And, um, it's just so beautiful, man. Um, there was no scripture I was going to read before I, I moved on. Um, bear with me. Um, it was Proverbs fifteen four. 
and it talks about the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit, right? And so I'm reminded to myself that like when my wife responds in anger or she comes at me, that I need to remember the power of my tongue, that I need to make that it's okay to be frustrated. It's okay for me to have maybe a snarky comment, but I need to remember the power of my tongue. And sometimes people in the heat of a moment could say things that could throw the course off and, and really um, do damage in your relationship, right? And um, just remembering that my uh, the, the tongue could be a tree of life, that I have the power to, to breathe life into my wife. And once again, we are two different, we are two different people, right? We're one, we're one flesh in marriage, but we're, you know, two individual people, right? So I'm going to be going through my stuff. She's going to be going through her stuff. But once again, we can be partners and um, really healing and helping each other. So I hope that that's speaking to someone. I mean, even if you're married, unmarried, or you know people are married, you know, just from, or you, you even got to be married because you got friends and stuff, right? You got family, but just remembering, um, and, and it ain't got to be nothing crazy, right? Like, that's what I love about about Christianity is that it's called a walk. It's a walk. It's something, when, when, when you walk, it's called a walk because walking is something that you don't think about. As an adult, you don't, you don't think about walking. If I want to do a backflip, I would have to think, okay, how do I flip, blah, blah, blah. I have to think about it, but it's a walk. And so I just love that um, it's such a progressive thing. Like I look at um, how Felicia and me, um, I like saying my wife. <laughs> I, I like I, I look at how my wife and me and how um, our marriage uh, is evolving over time and it's just a beautiful thing, you know. Um, it's just a beautiful thing, but um, I just want to remind people the power of the tongue. Your tongue has so much power, and you ain't even know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it has so much power. So um, don't underestimate the power of the tongue. I, I I sincerely beg you not to underestimate the power of the tongue. Um, and to use it, use it properly, you know. Um, it's not like we don't know the power of the tongue. That's why we do the stuff that we do, right? That's why when we get into fights, we say, oh, use a profan. We use profanity or um, we uh, <coughs> we use profanity or we um, bring up things that we know hurt that person. You know what I'm saying? We, we strike certain insecurities. We do certain things. So a lot of times we could play boo-boo the fool but um, we're not stupid. We know. We know. And so let's act like it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, I'm going on a tangent here, but Tim Keller is talking about names. Like me, I'm really big on names. Like, you know, when we have kids in the future, I really want to sit down and like be mindful of the name, you know, not just a name that sounds cool. And so he was talking about how like in culture, how in society, um, we over time have lost track of that. And now it's just like, what's a name that sounds cool. And so um, he was talking about like 
we try to play like we don't know the significance of names, but he was like, if that was the case, then why do people hire agencies to help them name companies, to help them name whatever? You know what I'm saying? Anywho, um, let me not get too deep and start preaching, but uh, I just want to let y'all know, man, um, be mindful of the power of the tongue. And one more thing. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> this was not supposed to go this long, but um. Another thing I want to talk about is um, loving the sinner, hating the sin. Um, when I, t- when you know, uh, my brothers and my brothers Constantine and, and Paul, they speak very highly of me as a as a brother. And something that I've had to learn, especially from living with an alcoholic and just befriending people of various backgrounds, whether it be gang activity, um, prostitution, um, all the way to educators, um, musicians, doctors. I have this wide variety of, of, of people that I know of, right? Business owners, homeless people, um, all of it, right? And so... I've learned to love the sinner, hate the sin, right? Like um, the Apostle Paul, he talks about it in 1 Corinthians where he's talking about, you know, um, he was, it, it was it was concerning, you know, um, you know, meat and different things. And just the Corinthians, they had like all these questions. The people of Corinth had all these questions for Paul. So he was, you know, addressing them. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, whatever um, someone eats, Whatever, you know, if you go to someone's house, whatever they offer, you should eat it and not question it. But if you know that the meat has been uh, offered, sacrificed to idols, then you shouldn't do it, right? Like, you shouldn't partake in that if you willingly know. And so it's like, I, as a brother, could love on my friends for exactly who they are. But also, I don't need to get involved in stuff, right? Like, there are people, there's certain homies that I love to death where I wish that I could just sit down and just uh, pour into them. But I also know that, like, I shouldn't pull up to a birthday party because it's going to be lean, it's going to be strippers, it's going to be things like that, right? But I still love them. And um, I think that's been something that's been very effective in my um, outreach. Like, when I was doing song light and um, things of that nature and making music is that I've always loved sinners, you know what I'm saying? And I've always loved people for who they are and where they're at and haven't really tried to go dumb as far as like changing them or converting them. And I think that's something that like we could do on them uh, accidentally as a believer is that we are called to make disciples. But, um, you know, when you're forcingly trying to make someone um, do something that you want them to do or do or make them more like you, um, you're actually hindering them, actually hurting that person. So um, just by continuing to love on them, continue to be there for them, over time, there'll be opportunities that present themselves. Like I remember, you know, before the pandemic and, you know, before I lost contact with some people, there were people, you know, when I was early in my walk who uh, just by me converting to a Christian and still loving on them, you know, still, you know, um, hanging around them while they smoke weed or buy weed and, and, and not slapping them, um, not whatever, um, 
they began to become interested. Like, well, what's up with this Christianity thing? What's up? What made you do that? Ask some more questions. And so um, it's been um, just a beautiful thing, man. It's been a beautiful thing, you know? Um, and so it's just been a beautiful thing, right? And um, I just, I just, uh, how do I put this? I just want you guys to know that you can love people as they are, flaws and all, without having to be judgmental. You can still correct them, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can still, you know what I'm saying? Like, tell them about their ways, <laughs> you know, like, but it doesn't mean that you have to be this big judgmental, you know, jerk that you have to be on their case that you have to be, you know, going hard on them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so just love on people for who they are, man. You know, um, Jesus loves me just the way Jesus loves me the way I am, but that doesn't mean that he's just let me be who I am over time. Um, he has, shaped me he's molded me he's grown me but he's done it with his love you know jesus when i became a believer jesus wasn't just like stupid 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 all this stuff so um that's why and i've been talking to my wife about this a lot that's why i've been pushing people to i, I feel like i gotta start yelling this read the bible because um we we hear stuff like as a community we just we just regurgitate stuff. Go out and make disciples. Go out and make disciples. You probably even read that scripture. You probably even read that particular um, book in the Bible. You you don't even know where that comes from. Go out and make disciples. But if you read the scripture, you can see how Jesus went out about his business, loving the world. You know the way he went about uh, interacting with his disciples, and you know where to follow his lead. You know. You know, when he's when he's washing the disciples feet, he talks about uh, going out and loving and doing as he did, going out and doing as he did. So if I want to make my friend disciple, if I want my friends to stop gangbanging, stop doing this and stop doing that, if I want my friends to join me at church, join me for a small group, I need to be approaching it from the same way Jesus approached it. And the only way you're going to know how Jesus approached it is if you read the Bible. Right. Like, I've talked about this before on the podcast. Like, you can't be stalking Jesus. Like, you need to spend time with him. You know, it's just like, I talked about this before, where it's like, just because I go on your social media and I see your birthday, I see where you work at, I see your favorite music, I see um, your favorite food, that don't mean I know you. I'm going to have to spend time with you. There's so many people that I have seen their page, and when I meet them, it's a whole complete different thing, but we'll get caught up thinking we know that person and that's not it. I can't say, I can't say I truly know you based off if I haven't interacted with you, if I haven't spent time with you, if I haven't conversed with you, you know what I'm saying? Like if I haven't fellowship with you. So same thing with Jesus. Like if you ain't spend time with him, if you're not going to prayer, if you don't know his scripture, how in the whole how in the, how can you know this man if you don't spend no time with him? You don't know him. That man is a stranger. Just because you've heard other people talk about him, just because um, you've witnessed other people, don't mean you know that man. 
I, you know how ridiculous that would be for me to say, I know Felicia, I love Felicia, based off of what her mama say, her sister say, based off of her Instagram posts, based off of, no, I had to spend time with her. I had to talk on the phone with her. I had to go eat with her. I had to go sit in her house with her, watch TV. I had to see her at her lowest moments. I'd see her when she was uh, abundant. I had to see her in all kinds of different scenarios and vice versa before I could say, I know her. Anywho, let me stop. Like I said, this episode was not supposed to go like this, but the Holy Spirit, um, this is his platform, not mine. I'm simply the steward. You know, um, I own nothing. Um, everything I've been given is to steward over. One day, my wife will be taken from me. My kids will be taken from me. My money, my body, my own body will be taken from me. So let me get back to it. Um, anywho, <laughs> uh, I wanted to update you all on the, the artistic point. Uh, I haven't had many, I haven't given you too many updates, but I want to give you some updates on the artistic uh, front because I'm about to start next week, um, a week from today. Um, that would be May 16th. I'm going to start ramping up, like the content's going to be coming. So I want to prepare you, give you context to what you're about to see. Um, first and foremost, yesterday or today, um, my song with Jakari Smith, the most talented artist to come out of the city since Chewy, um, we dropped a single together and um, it's called Song Cry. It's produced by Flossum. Um, and it's such a beautiful track. Um, I, I want to get more vulnerable than usual and take it to another place, you know, take it to another place. So I'm going to let it play at the end of the episode. Y'all can hear it. Um, look it up on all platforms, YouTube, and whatever platform you have. You know, I know that in this in this political world, we've got into these, you know, me and my wife were talking about yesterday where it's like she prefers Apple. You know, I just want to listen to music. So I have Spotify because the catalog is the biggest. But we get into all these politics of what we, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a title person. I'm an Apple person. I'm a I'm an Android person. Um, I'm, I'm a I'm a South Sac person. I'm a Cali person. I'm a I'm a I'm a Oakland. I'm a San Francisco person. Like we get into all these politics, blah, 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 blah. So whatever you get down with whatever floats your boat it's on that platform if you an amazon person you a youtube person you a deezer person you a napster person it's on that platform all you gotta do is look it up nat freeman song cry it's song um k c r y um and just check it out another thing i want to talk about is i'm bringing back the website um it's been a long time I had took it down because I got tired of keep of maintaining it, keeping up with it. I got tired of um, paying for it, right? And what was what was a blessing to me? I, I began to look at it like a burden, and um, I think that in this space I'm in now, I'm in a space where I can properly manage a website now. I could I could properly. Um, do this and manage it and stood over it. And I think it'll be a great space. But uh just to start off, you know, the the, the uh, website's gonna relaunch. Um it's gonna have it's gonna be a one-stop shop. You know, personally I want to get to a space where I don't even need social media, 
where people begin to just check the website. The way the way you get up and pop on uh, on Instagram, you know, I, I want us to post so much content on there and, and stay consistent that you have to at least check in twice a week. That's my goal, you know, and to get away from social media where I don't have to see all the stuff that comes with that. You know, um, I get it. There's things that are there. There's 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 sermons. There's there's uh, I've made a lot of dope connections music wise. There's recipes. There's all kind of political stuff that you could get tapped in with. But um, I don't want to consume things through that space anymore. I want to be able to have a website, post content. And then if I want to get tapped in while that news stuff, um, read a newspaper or something, I don't know. But uh, the website's coming back. Um, it'll have all updated links, uh, Instagram, um, email, YouTube, Apple podcast links, everything to make it super easy for you. Um, the shop will be open. That means that the books would be for sale on there. So um, if you... Never bought a book. You can still buy one. It's not something I promote anymore, but it's still something that is um, definitely doable if that's something that you're interested in. Um, and then the website will also have um, random tabs. Um, one tab will just have links. So um, I'm going to try to post like, you know, I don't know. I'll figure it out. But you know, just be links. It might be like a, a cool picture that I want to share with y'all, but very much social media vibe to it, right? And then um, another tab that I'm really excited to share with you guys is going to be, um, so yeah, the, the two tabs, right? So one, the one tab will probably be like event flyers, um, you know, stuff like that, right? Or um, stuff I've done with other people. So like right now, I have a tab called Other Content, and it has my interview with Teo on his YouTube. So I think that's probably what that that's probably what that space would be used for is collaborative as collaborative stuff. But I also want to use that space and expand it to share other people that I that I work with, right? Like my wife, um, you know, with her mother's in ministry. I want to be able to share on there, you know, like her flyer where, you know, um the same people don't necessarily the same people who visit my page don't necessarily visit her page so there might be someone who needs that blessing who needs that space who sees mother mothers of ministry on my page so um the other content you'll see yeah it'll just be like videos and difference and things of that nature right um and then the one i'm really excited about is going to be it's like my landing page i'm going to post i haven't i, I stepped away from the poetry I'm going to post poetry every Monday, God willing. I'm going to post poetry every Monday and and or a blog. That's my goal. Poetry and or a blog every Monday. And um, just put content out there, you know, get these get these uh, thoughts out of my head and put them on to a canvas and share them with the world. So I look forward to just giving you all more content. Um, and I'll definitely make sure to use a podcast to bash your brain and to remind you um, and to remind you about the podcast. Next episode, I will do my best to focus more on the pod, more on the website and what's going on there. But uh, 
the new song, Song Cry, is out. Um, I was going to drop my album July 4th, but I'm actually going to push it back a month. Um, I, I like I like the, it would have been cool to do like the one year anniversary, you know, of, of the last album, you know. But um, I really want to take my time with this. So um, as of now, the proposed new date is going to be August 1st for the album. And I hope to get some visuals, get some things um, lined up. I really want to get this website going, get this thing up and running and get some momentum going, get some visuals, get some some proper uh, content built around the album to get you excited for it. Because this album is amazing. What the Lord is doing through me right now is awesome. I, I hadn't even shared with my wife yet. Like, I've only shared bits and pieces with her. You know what I'm saying? But it's going to be crazy. Benny who, man, um, I've went way over my time. I was aiming for a 20-minute episode, and I'm about to double that. So I'm going to get up out of here, start recording, and I will, God willing, talk to y'all in two weeks. Um, this your boy, Natty Free. I'm up out of here. yee I need a week, it's been a week You not allowed to be weak In this empty lot I weep So much grief, they don't wanna hear me speak Unless it tickle their ears I wasn't made for here Pack everything in the Jansport Off to heaven, told you I don't need a transport That's where my riches truly lie I'd be lying if I said I always enjoy being alive Thankful for my life nonetheless So on, so on, something, something about being blessed Watching the clock tick from this desk This blank document, my therapist Lord, catch my tears, help me count my years Could wrap laps around my peers And it wouldn't suffice Only the blood of Christ can make me whole Clouds high in the sky I'm taking in what God has given Never question why 
They say the sky is the limit, I'm aiming for the stars Illmatic is on repeat because the world is ours It took some time to heal these wounds, I'm bounding up my scars And to my brothers and my sisters to give my best regards Nothing good can last forever, love it while it's here Just take the risk and realize you never had a fear And God above, he built a soldier, pain I endear And all my brothers and my sisters know my love sincere All I speak is my truth, all I really know This is all I really got, all I really show Just be patient with yourself, it takes some time to grow Empty out all that trauma, don't let it overflow